Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. All righty, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bed Rivers Sportsbook here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. And tonight, we'll be talking about a little bit of everything. VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum will be joining us in about 10 minutes. He's got to play on the diamond tonight. And we'll also talk some Olympic basketball with him and some UFC early preview for the upcoming weekend. A good card to look forward to so we'll hit that with josh then afterwards i got a couple plays in baseball which we'll discuss for the evening and looking further and further uh speaking of olympic basketball jvtv since senior nba analyst i know the nba season just ended but we still want to get jvt's early thoughts on those 2021 2022 championship odds the olympic basketball team for the usa uh see if he would lay that price of about minus 286 for them to win gold and just everything revolving around that Olympic roster and potentially the free agent market or just possible trades with players like Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons. So, oh, and I forget, in between that, uh, we will be talking some more NFL as well because wanted to go over a segment with those week one lines because yesterday with Will Hill, he had a bet already with the Jags against the Texans in a week one matchup. So it got to me thinking, you know, which of those games have stuck out to me right away, I guess. I know we're so far out, but still, I kind of just want to go over some of those matchups and see which lines stand out the most. So plenty to get to tonight on Rush Hour, but let's start with some of the bigger news in terms of football, and especially collegiately, and that's been the rumors and speculations that Oklahoma and Texas are vying to leave the Big 12 
and be a part of the SEC. Now, of course, naturally, both schools have dismissed the rumor saying there's no validity to it. But something interesting to note as well, Nicole Auerbach of The Athletics said that neither Oklahoma nor Texas were on the Big 12 call tonight. All schools that were invited, uh, they were invited to attend. All 10 of the schools were invited, and they were the only ones who didn't. So something just to throw out there to add a little bit more fuel to the fire, obviously. You know, it gets us college football fans. Just something more to talk about. Will it come to fruition? Who knows? I mean, I'm not getting my hopes up for it. Not that I would want it to happen one way or the other. I think it would be kind of ridiculous. I don't think it's probably going to happen. But regardless, let's kind of get into the category of what their odds are, at least, for this upcoming season in the Big 12, because that wanted to spark the debate, at least on my side, to kind of take a gander at it. And I know I mentioned it the other day, you know, Oklahoma to me has been a team that I've been kind of curious to wanting to bet because they're minus 155 to win the conference. Now, I'm not going to say that I want to lay that minus 155 immediately, but I think there are some good betting angles with this team that is returning a lot of studs. I mean, Spencer Rattler certainly being one of them as their starting quarterback. This offense has won the last six Big 12 titles. In the last six years, their offense has averaged about 40 points per game. And the thing about Oklahoma, too, is we know they're going to have a good offense, right? But what's also impressive is their defense is finally starting to take a turn. That's where you're starting to see some slow improvement with the Sooners. They limited offenses to about 21.7 points per game last year. And in 2018, it was at 33 points per game. So you are seeing the efforts being made on the defensive side of things. And if that's going to continue to be an improvement, even if it's slight, you know the offense will be dominant. Oklahoma should be the top team in the Big 12. Now, the team that, of course, could give them a run for their money as they did this past season, how about the Iowa State Cyclones? They come in at about plus 250 to be atop of the conference. And, you know, Brock Purdy, the rest of the squad, did a sufficient job. And Matt Campbell's a hell of a coach. We know that. Now, Hall coming back in the mix. Running back-wise, you're getting Kohler, the tight end. Hutchinson, the receiver. Their offense is returning a lot of guys, but the thing about their offense is sometimes they could be stagnant. Now, the defense will still be dominant. They'll still be top tier in terms of the conference, but their offense needs more ex uh, explosive plays. That's kind of the concern, at least with me, with this Iowa State team. And frankly, I mean, this was a team that I bet on a lot last season because they were tending to get underlooked and you could get some good value with them. I'm not going to say they're going to overcome Oklahoma and surpass them, but it will be some tough matchups. I still think Oklahoma is the top team. Just don't know if I'm willing to lay the minus 155 right now. And speaking of the aforementioned Texas Longhorns, they're 6-1 to one to win the Big 12. Tom Herman out. Steve Sarkeesian is in the mix. We'll see what he can do. It's not like it's a rebuild. He's still getting a solid squad offensively. So, uh, look, they averaged 43 points per game this past season, so he should be fine as long as he can do the little things right. Oklahoma State 12 to 1, TCU 14 to 1. The list goes on and on and on. But it is the easy answer, but it's the right answer in my opinion. Oklahoma at minus 155 would be my only bet. Not saying I've done it, but they probably will be atop of the Big 12 once again. All righty, welcome in once again to the show that is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host here on VCD Sports Betting Network. And as always, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. To come to get things started off is Josh Applebaum in five minutes. He's VCD's betting reporter. And with Josh, we'll talk some baseball. I know he's got a game he really likes on the diamond tonight. We'll talk some UFC, some Olympic basketball with him momentarily. I've got some NFL Week One thoughts. Also some plays in baseball tonight. And then VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel will be joining us to talk all things basketball as well. 
But to get things started, basically, I was talking about the rumors and the speculations of Texas and Oklahoma potentially leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. So naturally, we wanted to go over those odds for this upcoming season in the Big 12. And Oklahoma is the favorite, minus 155. And to me, I do think they are the right play there because Iowa State has the best chance to give them the run for their money. But at just plus 250, in my opinion, I, I don't think that's high enough for me to actually want to bet it. So I'd rather actually lay the price, if anything, not going to do it, but that's the direction I would go in terms of the Big 12. But in terms of bets that I am going to make and a little bit closer in the future, let's talk some baseball tonight. One of the two plays that I have this evening is about to have the first pitch in about 10 minutes or so, and I wanted to get my analysis on this one, and that's the Cardinals and the Cubs, and this has been a back-and-forth series and actually a fun one to watch for the most part. But tonight you're getting Adbert Alzali going against Kim and look Kim's been a solid pitcher the southpaw for the Cardinals thus far the thing that's kind of been an issue with him is he's been one of the luckier pitchers you look at his ERA of 2.87 but then you compare that to his xFIP of 4.62 which naturally is concerning uh, despite that the Cardinals have or are the favorite rather minus 125 uh, but it seems like the Cubs are getting a little bit of love here plus 115 down to plus 106 this total opened eight has gone up to eight and a half, but the angle that I seeked out originally was the first five under. Now, four and a half is a number that it was at, and also what you can do at a lot of these books, Bet Rivers included, is look at the first three innings. I know it's not typically your standard way of betting. It's always going to be the first five or the full game, but first three, I think, is an intriguing angle to look at as well. And I actually found a first three innings with the total at three, and the under was minus 160 if you did a little bit of searching, but Look, Alzelay in his last five games, he stayed under the first three innings total of three in four out of the last five games. And if you look at Kim, he stayed under the first three innings total of three in the last three out of five games. So you might say, well, if you're saying Kim's a lucky pitcher, then shouldn't the Cubs thrive? And you would think that. I mean, the Cubs do tend to do a little bit better against Southpaws, but also what's concerning is that the Cubs struggle on the road. We know this. The Cubs OPS is 661 on the road, and we talked about it. Steve Mackinnon's article, the Cubs are just a tough team to bet on the road. So if we could just get a short scoring first three innings out of the Cubs, Kim could at least get us out of that. I feel confident. And then Alzali, he had one game against the Cardinals, but he went seven innings, just allowed five hits and two earned runs in a game where the Cubs won two to one. So Alzali is a guy where you look at his ERA as well, it's higher, 4.59, but what's nice is his XFIP is 3.81. So, look, I think this is going to be shorter scoring to start things out. I know the over got a little bit of love for the full game, and that may be the case. But for the first three innings and for the fact that I could get the number of three, I was willing to lay the price of minus 160, and I thought that was a viable option for this game. I know it's looking at about two and a half now, so if you don't get the three, then I'd probably just recommend maybe gravitating a little bit more toward the first five under Four and a half would still be a decent option to look at as well. Obviously, you got to account for a couple more innings, but I still think the under may be a decent spot to look at. And overall, just for this game, now, again, I know this has been going back and forth and back and forth. If you think Kim can do a sufficient enough job, then I think the Cardinals do get the win in this game. Minus 125 is what they're at. Didn't have enough confidence to actually want to play it. But if I am going with someone to win this one outright, I would tend to lean toward the Cardinals a little bit here. Again, minus 125 is what we're seeing at Bet Rivers. This total went from 8 to 8.5. It is shaded a little bit to the under, minus 117. But overall, the bet that I'm riding, first three innings under three at about minus 160.
All right, well, let's get into more baseball betting action tonight. And for that, we bring on VEASAN's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum, at Josh underscore insights is where you can follow him along on the tweets. And you can listen to him with the Market Insights podcast every single day. Josh, is always my man, it's a pleasure to have you on. I know you got some interest in this Oakland A's Mariners game, and I'm right there with you, and I think we may be on the same page. But talk to us about this matchup. I mean, Manaya the Southpaw taking the bump against Flexen, and Flexen's kind of been struggling as of late. We see Oakland minus 143 at Bet Rivers. The total for this matchup down to seven and a half. Who do you like in this one, my friend? Danny, it's great to be with you. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm looking at Oakland in this spot, Danny. Number one, uh, just look at the line movement. Pretty good move here toward Oakland. The A's open around a minus 126 favorite. They've been steamed up. It's around minus 140-ish across the market. It's a pretty good move in their favor, Danny. You have a couple system matches on Oakland. Steam, 15 cents or more uh, on a team off a win, 59% so far this year. You also look at road favorites off a big win. If you look at a, a favorite who, who's, who's won a game by five runs or more, Danny, is on the road in his favor the next game, those teams have gone 57 and 30, 66% this year. But to me, really, the, the number one system I have with Oakland is this rest versus tired matchup, Danny. Anytime you have a team that is coming off a day off, so Oakland was off yesterday, they're at Seattle. Seattle played yesterday in Colorado. That rested favorite uh, going up against a team that's on the back-to-back that, that rested favorite has gone 44 and 28, 61% this year. So with that extra day off, not only based on the favorite line are you expected to win, but that time off really helps you get your position players off their feet for a day, lets you reset your bullpen, uh, oftentimes gives your starter an extra day's rest. That would also match with the A's here. So Danny, I'm looking at the Oakland A's, pretty sharp move here. Also a favorite with a low total. Uh, looks like there could be some under money here. The total opened at eight down to seven and a half. We have seen Safeco, or now it's called T-Mobile, uh, very good to the under so far this year. For whatever reason, Danny, under about 58% at uh, at T-Mobile. So maybe a little under money as well, but definitely Oakland here with a good move, a good rest versus tired uh, favorite system match with a line move in their direction. Yeah, I'm with you all over Oakland tonight. And also Manaya, who's pitching tonight, of course, in his first outing against Seattle and his only outing this season, went nine innings pitch, no earned runs, and just four hits along with eight strikeouts. Oakland went on to win that game six. So it's not that we're saying he's going to replicate it, but the one-game sample size does bode pretty well, and as does that line movement with the A's now up to minus 143. So I'm with you on Oakland tonight, Josh. We'll be sweating that one out together. Uh, let's talk a little bit of basketball here. I know the championship just ended. The Bucks are... You know, the champs, and we have a great season to look forward to this upcoming year with those odds already posted. But in terms of a little bit closer in the future, what about some USA Olympic basketball? What can you tell us about either some betting strategies on a game-to-game -game basis, betting the USA or any team in the groups, or just who's going to hoist the gold medal? I mean, what are you looking at betting-wise for basketball in the Olympics? Yeah, Danny, so I think, you know, uh, for those of us who love betting basketball, are sad to see uh, the finals over, even though, of course, it's great to see a small market team like the Bucks, who I think Danny did it the right way, didn't have to create a super team just over time, uh, finally just chipped away and, and obviously got lucky with drafting Giannis and seeing him become a superstar. But anyway, uh, if you're if you're thirsty for some for some action here with basketball, obviously we do have the draft coming up on the 29th, uh, about actually a week from today, Danny. What I'm looking at is Team USA basketball because what we've seen is Team USA really struggle here. You know, they opened up and lost to Nigeria. Uh, they were a big favorite there. I think about a 15, 20 point favorite there. Uh, they lost to Australia as well. Team USA opened as a minus 1,000 favorite to win the gold here. And Danny, after they lose to Nigeria, they fell to minus 800. They lose to Australia. They fall to minus 600. Now Team USA is minus 350. So on the one hand, you say, 
ooh, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about Team USA. They're losing to Nigeria, Australia, not playing very well. What's going on? But to me, Danny, this is a good buy low spot to back Team USA to win the gold. Again, they open minus 1,000. You're down to minus 350. Just in terms of value and going a good buy low number on team usa uh also maybe these losses benefited them a little bit you know uh kind of bringing you back down to earth not saying hey we can just roll the balls out and red white and blue will beat any team in the world no maybe it, it humbled them a bit and coach popovich can use these losses to their advantage also you're going to get some reinforcements in tokyo danny you're adding devin booker you're adding drew holiday you're adding chris middleton i know it's gonna be kind of weird for those guys to uh the fly together on the plane and, and now be teammates after going head to head in the finals but to me, Danny, I think buying low on this futures price of minus 350 Team USA after they open minus 1,000, to me, it's a time to pounce. I think this line only gets higher. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you're right. It's almost like it got to the point where they lost the first one and then the second one, you're like, okay, can they lose a little bit more so we can get even better value? But you talk about, I mean, even minus 286 is as low as we're seeing at Bet Rivers. So a great buy low opportunity, as you allude to, with Team USA. And hard to ignore that because seldom are you going to get that opportunity with the United States in terms of basketball. So might have to hop on that with you, my friend. Uh, Josh, also, I know when we bring you on, you know, we don't typically talk about UFC per se, but there's a good event with the fight night coming up Saturday night to look forward to. And, you know, since basketball has ended, we got baseball right now and football's around the corner. It tends to lead us to focus on some other areas to bet, and UFC is one of them. So what can you tell us about some of your betting strategies when it comes to the octagon? Yeah, so Danny, my first strategy is, of course, we're lucky enough to work with uh, Gamble and Lou, Lou Finacaro. So I just tail anything Lou tells me to bet. He's the oh, best yeah. <laughs> there is in terms of a sharp capper for UFC, Danny. Uh, but I've come up with my own kind of model here that I've used and uh, it's but done pretty decent. What I look for uh, are a few things, and I want to check off these boxes. I'm looking for a fighter who is younger, who is taller, has a longer reach, and also has a line move in their favor. If you can check off those boxes, both the physical advantages with the way the line is moving, uh, to me, that's a worthwhile play. So a couple of bouts that, that kind of fit my model here, number one is the main event. Uh, Corey Sandhagen. He's going up against TJ Dillashaw. I really like Sandhagen in this one, Danny. He is the favorite. Uh, and also, you know, number one line movement. You know, Sandhagen opened around minus 175 in his in his bout here. He's up to around minus 190, almost minus 200. So right off the bat, you have some action in his favor. But also, Sandhagen, 29 years old. His opponent, Dillashaw, is 35. I like to bet on younger fighters, also fighters who are five years uh, younger or more. Also, fade fighters who are 35 or older. Then you look at the, the height advantage. Sandhagen's 5'9", Dillashaw is 5'5". He's a four-inch uh, uh, height advantage. And also reach. Sandhagen's reach is 70 inches, only 67 here for Dillashaw. So for me, Danny, you're checking off younger, taller, longer reach, and a line move. I'm looking at Corey Sandhagen here as the main event uh, for UFC this Saturday night. Ooh, okay, and then I know you have some interest in some other bouts as well. What about the women's straw weight with Hannah Golding and Diana Belbita? What do you like here? I mean, currently we're seeing them. It's about a pick, a minus 112 each way. What do you think comes out on top in this fight? Yeah, I'm going Danny, uh, Danny, uh, sorry, Diana Belbita in this one, Danny, and I almost, uh, I almost got a tongue twister there. I'm going to call her Belbita <laughs> Shells and Cheese. I don't know if that's her nickname yet, but I'm going uh, Belbita here. What I like about this one, Danny, Huge line move toward Belbita. Uh, she actually opened as kind of a big dog. She was around plus 160. We've seen a huge move where now this fight is at a pick'em, uh, minus 110, both sides. You know, pretty much coming from a huge dog to now uh, a coin flip. So big, big move in her favor. Also, a lot of advantages here in terms of physical uh, advantages. She's only 25. Her opponent Goldie is 29. 
Uh, they're both around 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but also a huge reach advantage for Belbita. She's got a 68-inch reach advantage, only 61 inches for her opponent here, Goldie. So I'm looking at Belbita in this one, Danny. And then another couple that just caught my eye, Brendan Allen. This is another bout uh, a little bit later down in the card. But Brendan Allen is fighting uh, Punahili Soriano. And we've seen a big move toward Brandon Allen. He actually opened around a plus 115 dog, maybe not as big as Belbita. But now we're up to a uh, minus 110 spot with both sides here. Brendan Allen, big advantages in terms of age. He's 25. Soriano is 28. He's six foot two, Danny. His opponent's five foot nine. He's also got a 75 inch reach, only 72 here for Soriano. And then the other one is a gamble and loop play. Uh, Phillips, Danny. Keep an eye on our guy, Kyler Phillips. He's going, going up against Raulian Paiva. Uh, Phillips has had a decent line move, open around minus 230. He's been bet up to around minus 265. Uh, height and age are, are pretty much the same, but a big reach advantage, 72 inch reach to 69 uh, with Phillips there. And then also I like to bet against, uh, you know, fighters that step up and wait, Danny, because you're going to the next level and you're going to have to step up your game against an opponent who's kind of used to that, um, that, that uh, kind of weight spot. So right here, Paiva is stepping up to fight uh, Kyler Phillips, where Phillips, this is his natural weight class. Give me Kyler Phillips here, Danny. Um, and I know we're up against it. Danny, can I can I tell you one more thing that I'm excited about? I'll tell you why I'm talking Absolutely. a mile a minute. Uh, we have some great news out of Massachusetts. It's just breaking now uh, as I'm talking to you, Danny. Everything, it's funny how things work. But uh, I was so excited today because the Massachusetts House was voting on legalized sports betting in Massachusetts. Anyone who knows me, I'm a Bostonian. I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, take a lot of pride in that. And I'm always upset because I see all these states legalizing sports betting, Danny, except mine. But guess what? Massachusetts took a huge step, the biggest step yet to legalize betting. Uh, they just passed the House, a legalized sports betting bill. It passed 156 to 3, overwhelming in the House uh, to legalize sports betting. It would allow betting in stadiums at Fenway Park, at Gillette Stadium, at the Garden. Uh, it would also allow betting on college sports. Some of the earlier bills didn't allow that. Now that's allowed. Uh, it, so really, Massachusetts joining, hopefully, the rest of the legalized states are up to 30 across America, Danny. It now goes to the Senate, uh, where there's a lot of optimism it could pass. If it passes the Senate, it then goes to Charlie Baker, the governor. Danny, I'm freaking out here. We may get, finally, sports betting in Massachusetts. And if so, I'm going to fly out to Fenway Park. We're going to sweat some games <laughs> legally at Fenway Park. Hey, beautiful. That's the dream, baby. Betting some games at Fedway with you, Josh. Love it, man. Hey, we're rooting for you as always. And of course, we'll be sweating out the game tonight, UFC fight night and much more. But love to hear the great news. Who else to break it than VEASAN's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum, ladies and gentlemen, at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. Josh, as always, it's a pleasure and take care, my friend. Have a great night, Danny. Good luck tonight. Host of the Market Insights podcast as well. You can catch it Monday through Friday, typically about 11 a.m. Central Time or so. Josh releases that, but he does such a phenomenal job in terms of the line movements. You heard him talk about it in terms of Team USA buying low with them. UFC seeing some of the sharper movement early on leading into fight night. And then tonight, of course, with baseball, we're looking at the A's and the Mariners. That line going up to about minus 143. We'll stick around. We already have one of our bets underway in terms of the Cubs and the Cardinals, but you already kind of heard it already. Josh and I on the same page with the A's and the Mariners. So we'll talk about that game a little bit more so in terms of the bet I have, and then we'll preview the rest of the Major League Baseball slate tonight. So stick around. Plenty of baseball action, NFL as well, and then, of course, later, more basketball with JBT. Plenty of betting action coming your way right here on Rush Hour.
Bet River Sportsbook app has a Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Tip to bet on Bet Rivers Sportsbook as you covered every single day. Just go to the Bet Rivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup, and you can try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
All righty, welcome back into Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. Big thanks to Josh Applebaum, VEASAN's betting reporter, joining us to talk some baseball, UFC, and Olympic basketball. And he talks about Massachusetts potentially passing that bill to legalize sports betting. Certainly rooting for our guys out there in the East Coast. So exciting times throughout the United States. Hopefully, get all 50 soon enough. But the legalized state that is Illinois here. Let's get you some more action that we can bet on tonight. And we already teased it with Josh to start things out with baseball. And that was the game between the Oakland A's and the Seattle Mariners. So I'll keep this one relatively brief. But uh, we did see the line movement. Oakland minus 128 up to minus 143 currently is where it stands at Bet Rivers. Seattle's catching plus 125. This total went from eight to seven and a half. You're getting Manaya versus Flexen. And remember, Manai already went up against the Mariners once on the road. Went nine innings pitched, allowed four hits, no earned runs, eight Ks. A's got the dub, 6-0. Now also, Oakland versus righties, 7-16 OPS. They do better against lefties, but conversely, the Mariners do atrocious against lefties. 6-80 OPS, which is 27th worst in the big leagues. I like Oakland here. They're coming off a little bit of momentum. Two wins in a row against the Angels. I got this one at about minus 139 on the money line, so naturally it's four cents more with minus 143. Would still play that with Oakland tonight. Big line move in their favor with a stud on the mound, the southpaw, Mania. I like Oakland tonight, minus 143. Currently where they're at, I laid about minus 139. Now, let's talk about another matchup, though, tonight. In Minnesota, we got the Twins and the Angels, the aforementioned Los Angeles Angels. Uh, they've dropped three in a row, actually. So not only did they drop the pass two to Oakland, but the one before that. They're going up against Minnesota, who did fairly well against the White Sox this past series. And with Maeda on the bump, we see Minnesota up to minus 134 as the favorite. The Angels catching plus 112. This totals at about nine. Now, Maeda this year, his ERA is high, 4.71. But more importantly, his XFIP isn't terrible, not too shabby, 3.94. Then you look at Haney, who's taken the mound for the Angels tonight. The Southpaws, 5-7 with a 5.56 ERA, but also a relatively decent XFIP of 3.83. Both of them have identical whips of 1.36. So really, you know, this line, if anything, has moved in favor of the Angels. But to me... You know, if Otani's not hitting, you know, this team has just really struggled overall, and I get it. Baseball's not a game that revolves around one player. It's impossible for that to be the case. But with the Angels, it seems to really be the story with Otani. Everything revolves around the superstar that he is already this early in his career. So I'm not saying I want to lay the minus 134. To me, this is a stay-away game. But if I had to bet it, would probably just entertain Minnesota, if anything, tonight against Haney. But Haney doesn't do too bad, so... I mean, honestly, maybe a first five under, if anything, could be a decent play as well. You can get four and a half somewhere around there. May not be too shabby uh, if the Twins can at least, you know, or if Haney can at least get to the Twins early, and then the Angels don't hit too frequently. So that may be something that could be worth a play as well. All right, then finally, out in the West Coast, big game tonight with the Dodgers and the Giants. San Francisco getting the job done last night. Big pitching matchup with Desclafani and Walker Bueller. Now, Bueller has been great this season, specifically against the Giants. Uh, three games against the Giants. He's pitched 19.2 innings, allowed 12 hits, just two earned runs. Now, the Dodgers have won two out of three of the games that Bueller has started. And Desclafani, you know, the first outing against Los Angeles allowed 10 earned runs, overall 15. So after that, he obviously bounced back. But the Giants, one and two in the starts with Desclafani against the Dodgers. 
Los Angeles from minus 163 up to minus 182. The Giants plus 155, and the total we're seeing at eight. If you want to lay the run and a half with the Dodgers plus 128, could be a decent look tonight. I think the Dodgers bounce back. Again, not one that I typically want to play per se because this one's been going back and forth, especially with a great pitching duel here. But I think the Dodgers get the job done. But overall, we are riding the Oakland A's tonight. Minus 139 is what I got. Uh, 139, excuse me, is what I got. We're up to minus 143, would still play that as well. All right, let's switch it up. Talk some NFL Week 1 games next here on Rush Hour. guides are coming soon and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons because our experts provide full profiles of every team along with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both now is the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, VSIN.com slash subscribe. All righty, speaking of football, it's time to get right to it here on Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Once again, I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And look, yesterday on the show, we talked about some week one games, or rather one week one game, but a Will Hill Point Spread Weekly contributor gave us a play for week one that he has already pulled the trigger on and that got me thinking well let me look at some of the lists once again because naturally when the odds came out I was excited being a huge football fan and better that I wanted to see where these lines were but you know it was so far out that that's typically not what I would want to do is bet it that far away considering injuries can happen and just so many other random occurrences as you all know but it got me thinking of course so my point being is that which games kind of stood out the most that could be you know important to keep an eye on or maybe even bet you know, farther out than you would intend to. And let's go ahead and start with the game that we talked about with Will yesterday. And I think he's right here. I mean, with the Jags taking on the Texans. Now, this line currently at Bet Rivers, we see two and a half in favor of Jacksonville. Money line wise, the Jags minus 148. Houston plus 123. Total at about 45 and a half. Now, just because I'm going over these, not saying that I'm betting them per se, but it's something that I think I could understand the reasoning or at some point could be a good opportunity to jump in on it. And for the reason being, or the reasons rather, that especially what Will was talking about yesterday, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Realistically, he's not going to be playing week one. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the whole season. Now, does that mean that Jacksonville's still a better team than Houston? Maybe, maybe not, because the Jags, to me, as we also went over, uh, is a team that's going to stay under their season win total of six and a half. They're kind of just all over the place is what it seems. I mean, obviously, we don't know that for sure, but there's just been a couple of random occurrences that maybe could cause distractions for this team. How good is Urban Meyer going to be back in the NFL? How quickly can Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, and that offense figure things out? And can the defense be worth anything? Oh, I guess they don't have to be potentially if Deshaun Watson's not playing in week one, but Tyrod Taylor's a sufficient backup. So, again, because of the 
possibility that there's no Deshaun Watson. This is more so probably a bet of getting the better number when that's officially announced. So minus two and a half now. If you want to bet them, but you're waiting on the news, realistically, he's not going to play. So if you want to do it, now would be the best time to do so as it's under the key number of three at Bet Rivers. All right, well, let's move on to another matchup. This one sure to be a little bit more exciting. Well, or maybe not, I guess, depending the quarterback situation here. But uh, let's go with the Saints and the Packers because this line pending quarterback approval is also at two and a half in favor of the home team this time in New Orleans. Money line, we see minus 137 for the Saints. The Packers catching plus 112. No total currently listed at Bet Rivers, but... Again, look, if Aaron Rodgers is announced he's playing, this line is going to move. If not, we'll still also move. But if you think Aaron Rodgers, even if he's with the Packers, doesn't play in that week one game, obviously you would jump on the Saints sooner rather than later. And even if he is playing, or even if he's not, regardless, I mean, all this noise in the offseason for Green Bay has to be annoying, has to be distracting. It's not to say that's a huge factor as to why they'll lose game one or even have a bad season, but it's just another added thing that you don't need in OTAs and camp and training, all of that stuff. And even if Rodgers is going once again, I mean, is he going to be a guy out there having 100% incentive, motivation, to be the same guy he's been in every other season if he's, you know, TO'd at the franchise? Who knows? But the Saints defense at the end of the day, regardless of who's quarterback, is still dominant, right? I mean, I believe they're number one in DVOA overall this past year. And you're dropping Drew Brees, we know that. But Drew Brees was already regressing. And, and if you're putting in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I mean, they'll probably switch off a little bit maybe. But regardless, I mean, are they that much worse? Probably not Taysom Hill as much. But I know we make fun of Jameis Winston. But, you know, you saw what he was capable of doing in the postseason, launching him deep. But I know he's got to be more consistent. But still, he has the capability of providing offense. He can throw it deep. He's got the strong arm, which Drew Brees didn't. Yes, Brees has a consistency and probably just – better awareness as we know he's going to be a Hall of Famer and Winston hasn't proved anywhere close to that but I don't think it's a huge drop off so my point being I wouldn't be afraid to lay the two and a half per se even if Aaron Rodgers is in the mix because a lot of those factors the Packers defense isn't that great and Aaron Rodgers yes he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL there's just so much noise around it that I would trust this great Saints defense great skill players insufficient enough quarterbacks that I would potentially lay the two and a half with the Saints before that number moves all right, let's go to another game that causes some interest here, mostly because of the revenge factor. Otherwise, wouldn't really care too much about it. But let's talk Panthers and let's talk Jets. Week one, Carolina at home. Uh, we see them as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game against Zach Wilson and company. Minus $2 for Carolina on the money line, plus 160 for the Jets. Total here at 43. Do we need to say any more than a Sam Darnold revenge game? That's about it, right? I mean... With this game, it's probably something that I'm definitely not going to bet. But because of those angles and those narratives, it always seems, not always, but I, a lot of times, more often than not, it comes to fruition in that kind of sense that it's so-and-so's revenge game, some kind of narrative here, and it goes that way. And Darnold could be one of them. Now, I know the Jets are probably going to be bottom tier once again, but I think they could be a more competitive team than people are giving them credit for. Salah should be a solid coach, we would imagine. I know it's going to take years for them to get there. But Zach Wilson, I'm a believer in. I think this team could be pretty, you know, again, competitive enough to stay close in some of these games, especially against inferior teams like the Panthers. But you're getting McCaffrey back, and you're getting Darnold, too. Let's see how he does on a different system with a different coach. I would wait to see if this line comes down, and if I was going to bet it, would rather take, you know, lay a little bit more for the money line, if anything, than laying the four and a half. But that could be one to keep an eye out for because of the revenge factor. 
And then finally, let's talk the Broncos and the Giants. Now, this one only stuck out to me a little bit because I just don't know how sold I am on Denver, right? I mean, I know you got Teddy Bridgewater now as your quarterback, and the defense should still be all right, but does that warrant them being a one-and-a-half road favorite uh, in week one? I mean, 42-and-a-half lower total. It's Broncos, it's Giants. That's what's expected. And money line, it's minus 117 in favor of Denver, minus 105 for the Giants. But I kind of talked about it yesterday with Will Hill. I mean, are the Giants going to be a sneaky competitive team? It all revolves around Daniel Jones, right? Because they have enough wide receiver weapons to get him the availability to just have a better offense. The defense is what the question is, right? I mean, 19th in DVOA defense last year, but you're going up against a Denver offense that was 30th in DVOA. So honestly, I wouldn't be afraid to look at the Giants with Saquon back as well, catching a point and a half in the opening game as a home dog. May not be too bad of an option, but a lot of moving parts still to come in the NFL, a lot of things to unfold, so we'll see where these lines alter. But just a brief glimpse into the NFL this upcoming season. Let's look at a glimpse in the NBA for some Olympics. JVT talking that next. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts, remember to check them all out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, wrapping up a Thursday edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. At Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me on Twitter. As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live. And remember to get all of VEASAN's great content. Check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe. And now it's time to talk a little bit of basketball. I know it could or may sound shocking considering we just ended the finals, but we still have Olympic basketball to look forward to. We still have all the off-season shenanigans to kind of get us excited. So for that, let's bring on VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, we kind of opened the show up with it yesterday, and, you know, some people may like it, some people may hate it. They say we have enough of basketball, but, you know, I'm sure someone like yourself and myself included, I mean, I was excited to see where these odds were going to be posted for the 2021-2022 championship odds. Are there any teams that stuck out to you immediately that could be worth some value and better to jump on sooner rather than later? Uh, first off, I, I love NBA as much as the next guy, and I hated my life when I saw that the finals odds for next year were up. Uh, <laughs> no, I, look, I think when you looked at it, Danny, like nothing really, like not one team stuck out, right? Like we could go, for example, I'm pretty high on Denver for the most part, but we don't know what Jamal Murray's timetable is going to look like. Modern medicine is pretty great. I think he's probably going to be back right around the postseason. So does that make you want to invest at 20-ish, 25 to 1 on the Denver Nuggets? Would potentially, if they, just like the Clippers, while they wait for their superstar on the men to come back, do they dip to like the 4-5 seed and get a better number in that regard, right? You want to invest in the team that I think is the best in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets, the 2-1, to one, and sit on that for over a calendar year and hope that everybody stays healthy throughout that entire time. I don't really think so. So, you know, when, it, when you look at everything, if you have some information that says that Damian Lillard is going to be a Philadelphia 76er, worth grabbing because they'll probably vault to being like the third option on the futures board. But I thought if anything that stuck out, it was more the teams that you shouldn't really be betting on at this point, more than the teams that you should, right? Phoenix, for example, 13-1, tied with Golden State. Phoenix has some questions with their depth. Who's their backup center? Dario Sarge can be done for the year. Campaign's a free agent. A lot of other guys are free agents that made up a lot of the core of their depth throughout the regular season. Wouldn't want to touch 13-1, to right? So I didn't really look at anything. I thought, like last year, when I saw the 76ers at 34-1, to that's off market. I want a piece of that. I thought there was more teams that you want to sit back and say, well, a little too much in that regard. Now, just a couple of teams before we move on to some Olympic basketball. What about the Hawks 35 to 1 and the Heat 35 to 1? Because the Heat, you know, if you could get the healthy Oladipo, you still have virtually the same squad as two years ago when they were in the championship in the bubble. And the Hawks obviously were close this season. Would you entertain any of those two? Not really. I mean, so let's start with Atlanta, right? Uh, we need to be honest with ourselves and realize the route that the Hawks took, right, to get to this point. John Collins, a key part of their team, a restricted free agent, got a qualifying offer today. So we'll see if another team comes in and snatches him up, but if he's gone, it's a massive piece of their team that is not going to be there, and also taking advantage of the failures of the Philadelphia 76ers, do you think that the Atlanta Hawks realistically are going to win a series against 
a full-strength Bucks team or a full-strength Nets team? I would say no. I think a route to an Eastern Conference Finals is going to be very tough for Atlanta. You bring up Miami, you can take a shot at Miami right now because Pat Riley has a closing window with his core, specifically Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero was not that great last year. Bam Adebayo has took a little bit of a step back. Are any one of those two guys on the move to acquire somebody? Right? Even if they go get Kawhi Leonard. Remember, Kawhi Leonard, let's just say he goes to Miami. But Kawhi Leonard is not going to be playing until like March at the best, right? So like those are little things, again, where it's just not worth investing at this point right now. You know, wait till the free agent market shakes out. But even then, not really great free agents. They're going to change the landscape. So you can sit back and wait on some of these future markets. But I would say out of those two, you're going to force me to pick. I guess you go with Miami, but definitely not Atlanta. They should be more like 40, 45 to 1. Okay, and then JVT sticking in the NBA with some of these players and their potential destinations in this offseason. Ben Simmons has seen some movement in terms of the 76ers now just minus 110. A team like the Warriors, when it first came out, that was a team that stuck out to me. They were 20 to 1. They're down to 6 to 1 now. The Wizards still ahead of them at 4 to 1. Any movement that you kind of like or are hearing that would warrant a bet for Ben Simmons? I mean, like, I think Portland probably makes the most sense, right? Just because, like, if so, if we're doing the fake deal for Golden State, right? So you said Golden State, if, if the Warriors are going to acquire a Ben Simmons. Like, what's the deal that Philadelphia is making that makes them think, okay, I'm trading Ben Simmons, and now the player I am getting back is going to help me win a title, right? Because I would assume that the rumors are James Wiseman. How in the hell is James Wiseman any better for you than Ben Simmons is if you're the Philadelphia 76ers and Daryl Morey, right? And if and think about that, too, from that perspective, Danny. Like, and remember, it's Daryl Morey pulling the trigger here for the Philadelphia 76ers. You tell me a time that Daryl Morey has made a move for the big picture in terms of the future, right? This is a team that needs to win now. Acquiring James Wiseman is not going to do that. And so I don't think that makes much sense. I think if you're looking at this from the perspective of you – remember, you always have to remember, what is the team's goal? The team's goal for Philadelphia is I am trading player X because he did not perform to the same level that we expected him to, and I want something that will make us better and push us to the goal that we did not achieve. Damian Lillard does that, right? James Wiseman doesn't. And so I feel like Damian Lillard would probably be the best swap, which would mean Portland would probably be the best destination. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think if you're making me choose like a destination, the, the Portland Trailblazers make the most sense for a, game, a, a new spot for Ben Simmons because it checks the box that the Philadelphia 76ers get better by shipping off Ben Simmons. Yeah, 10-1 for Simmons to go with the Blazers. And then for Lillard, when you look at his odds, the Blazers naturally the huge favorite, minus 335. But for him to go to the Sixers, also 10-1. to 1. So potentially a lot of movement in the upcoming offseason for the NBA should be exciting as it typically is. And not only do we have that to look forward to, JVT, but the ongoing Olympic basketball games. And the next one for Team USA, they're going to be taking on France. And in this matchup, the United States laying 12 this total about 177 and a half. Have you kind of fully ingrained yourself into betting the Olympics at this point? Uh, yes, I have. I have a really good preview up in Point Spread Weekly, a team-by-team analysis of each. Remember, you know, for, for those who are listening and watching, a FIBA basketball, Olympic basketball, much different than what you just watched in the NBA. Touch fouls, they don't exist anymore, right? As long as you're not, like, winding up and closing your fist and socking a dude, it's probably going to be acceptable in FIBA basketball. And when you look at different things like that, Danny, you know, it's going to be a different game. But, you know, I don't think the French are a team that are a massive threat to win a gold medal. But remember, there's no goaltending and there is no three-second violation anymore defensively. So you can plant Rudy Gobert in the paint. He can snatch grims, uh, excuse me, balls in the cylinder, all those things. They're going to be a really good defensive team. They're arguably the best defensive team in the field outside of Team USA. 
I would lean toward taking 12 here with France. I think they're going to be kind of slowing this game down. They're tailor-made for the style that they're going to be playing. The Americans are going to be fine. But I think a French team like that, when you're catching 12 points with the style that they play, they're going to be a pain in the ass. All right, and then just looking at the overall odds to hoist a gold medal, USA the favorite, now down to minus 286 at Bet Rivers, Spain 6-1, Australia plus 650, list goes on and on. Is this good value to buy low on the United States, even though you're laying about minus 286? Two, well, 286, yeah. So my buy price was under $3. I had not realized that, that, was, that it had reached that low at a different market. So I would say yes. Uh, look, Team USA is going to be just fine. They're going to be really good defensively. They have implemented a switch all style of defense. And in little spurts, right, like Damian Lillard, he, he got targeted a little bit in, this, in the friendly against Spain, but they overcame that. Jason Tatum came in and played a little bit more at the point of attack, and he was perfectly fine matching up with some bigs down low, right? This is going to be a really good team on the defensive end of the floor, and offensively, they can spread teams out and shoot as well as any one of these teams, if not better than any one of these teams that are going to be playing for goals. They have a gap between them and the rest. And look, Drew Holiday's coming. He is tailor-made for FIBA basketball. Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, two elite scorers. They're going to be pretty good. So my buy price is under 3 bucks. So if you're talking about minus 286, I would say yes, there is value in that number for a team that was as high as minus 550. All right, perfect. Yeah, we're seeing minus 286 at Bet Rivers. So you and Josh Applebaum, who we had on earlier, both on that same side. And you're right. I mean, like, at this point, those losses were beneficial to use it better because they're going to be okay. You know, it's just kind of the trials and – it's a different style of basketball. Got to get acclimated. They're getting some reserves. USA should be just fine. And again, minus 286, the price you can lay to get the United States. Well, JVT, my man, we always appreciate you taking some time. So I'm sure we'll have you on sometime soon, not only to talk more basketball, but NFLs. We're getting closer, my friend, so take care. Yep, and thank you, man. And watch out for the Australians. Boomers are pretty live to win that gold, but it's not going to be America. Ooh, okay, look out for Australia. JVT, ladies and gentlemen, at me, JVT, on Twitter. And, of course, like you said, vsan.com slash subscribe. Point Spread Weekly has a great write-up regarding Olympic basketball in Australia, plus 650 to win gold. If it's not going to be the United States, we're minus 286. Great insight per usual from JVT. And if you missed it earlier now, in terms of bets that we do have for tonight, Josh Applebaum, as we were just talking about, he joined us at the start of the show, and he did have one play in baseball, and I had a couple, and we're sweating one out right now with the Cubs and Cards. Uh, first three under three, 1-0 right now in the top of the third. But as for later tonight, past 9 p.m. Central time, we got the A's and the Mariners. Now, this matchup, we saw some bigger movement go in favor of Oakland, up to minus 143. Minus 128 is where they open. Sean Manaya, the southpaw, taking the bump for Oakland, and he's gone up against the Mariners down the road already once this season when nine innings pitch, no earned runs and just four hits. Oakland won that game 6-0. Flexen's taking them out tonight. He's got a solid ERA of 3.35, but the true indicator is we always mention the XFIP. He's sitting at 4.45. Oakland coming off some nice momentum these past couple games against the Angels. I laid minus 139 with Oakland. Again, they're up to minus 143, would still play that. I think it's a great opportunity for the Athletics out in Seattle tonight against the Mariners. And if you're curious about this total, uh, eight is where it opened. It's dipped down to seven and a half. The over's minus 115. The under's minus 104. But again, just rolling with the money line in terms of the A's tonight. All right, best of luck as always if you tail. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Tomorrow, we got a good one to look forward to. Dave Ross, who does great work when it comes to handicapping UFC. Big UFC fight night card. 
Talked about it with Josh Applebaum. We'll have some plays for you tomorrow regarding the Octagon and actually more football talk and baseball plays right here on Rush Hour. Until then, best of luck with your bets. Take care from all of us here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.